Testing. 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 Boy, Hello and happy Friday. Welcome to Blue Grow Podcast. Happy early Valentine's Day and if you live in Canada, happy Family Day long weekend. This week we are, to no one's surprise, talking about the festivities of this week. So, I have my lovely ladies here and we're going to open up Hello. for Valentine's Hello. Day. Pa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, kidding, it's podcast. Uh, Valentine's Day trivia. Alrighty, let's get started. First question is true or false? Candy hearts were originally medical lozenges. So lozenges like for your throat, like a sore throat lozenge. True. I say true. Like they were created as lozenges and then they became candy hearts. That's what they're asking. See, I found this on a website that doesn't give me the full backstory. Just oh, yeah. how you want to. Um, hmm. I'm going to say... Um, false. What do you say? I said said true. The answer is true. Okay, next one. Do more women prefer candy or flowers for Valentine's Day? I'm gonna say candy. Flowers. I don't know. Because if it were me, I don't care about projecting myself onto this question. I don't really care about flowers. I'm trying to think about what the media portrays. But I feel like it's flowers. Like they always cry when they get flowers. Yeah, you are right. Flowers, I guess. Flowers too. I can see a lot of females being butt hurt. Yeah, like if they didn't get any candy. Yeah, like a candy bar. Yeah, you know, versus if you just bought roses and like, where's my candy? So depending on the person you are, but yeah, the answer is candy. Surprising. Oh wait, what was the question? Candy. This is data from America, though. But yeah. I think so because like <laughs> what you trying to say? You can't do anything from with the flowers. They die after. Hmm. Um. Okay. Next one. True or false? Teachers receive more Valentines than anyone else. True. Oh my goodness. True. I think true. What do you say? Jean? In elementary school, at least. I don't know. Just a few. Yeah. You say true because normally you only get from one person, but teachers are getting from all the kids. Yeah. It's true. Um, okay, after roses, what is the next most sought after flower for Valentine's Day? Miss me on that one. <laughs> I have no idea. Lilies? Not lilies. Lace? She oh, said lilies. lilies. Um, I thought you guys said that was really plants, flowers. Uh, yeah, plants. I'm not really a flower kind of girl. Maybe. No, but I feel like everyone gets roses. I really don't mm. know what anyone else gets. Gosh, Chris, um, starts with C. Chrysanthemum? Gardenias is going to be my guess. Mums. Mums? A whole <laughs> pot of mums? <laughs> That's what you get for um, autumn. Oh, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but I can see it in my head. It's iris. I don't even know what it is. Oh, I don't even know. I don't know what that looks like. Uh, true or false? In medieval times, X's were used as kisses. X's? What does that mean? How would they have used them in medieval times? You though? kiss someone with an X? I think it's true because it's X and O's, right? But that doesn't say what's an that's an X. The information is not enough. Listen, don't come Sorry. for me. Come for the website, bustle.com, if you have complaints, send them there. Wait, I don't get it though. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm assuming in a written form, you can't put an X on someone's lips. Like, you know, it has to be written form. Well, we know then. It's true, because people say X and O. But did it start in the medieval times? Oh, it's O. Did it start in the medieval times? It started in the medieval times. Uh, Two more questions. The very first Valentine was written from prison. True or false? True. I feel like prison mates would make more of a deal. It's such a holiday. You think so? Mm, yeah, I say true. It is true. Look at you guys. So good. Okay. Um, did Valentine's Day cards in America first come from a woman or a man? What do you think? Man. A man. Yeah, if I remember prison, um, when I took my psych course. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say, Jay? <laughs> she, she said, if you said prison, then it's a man. Oh, okay. Females get in cards signatures. Um, but back in the day, it's definitely more men. Like, I'm just like, saying. Textbooks and sources say that men are more romantic than females, which is true. Like because what? females mm. have the expectation for males to be romantic, but it's and their, then guys, females are projecting their ideology. Yeah, and who? But also, like if you look at studies, so the question was like, who believes in love at first sight? It's always men more than women, or like soulmates and things like those. That's silly, so surprising. Um, and the answer for that question was, um, hold on, woman. The well, first the, uh, Valentine's card came from a woman. Hmm. Mm, that's surprised. Okay, so what are your thoughts on Valentine's Day? At Janelle, as someone that's in a relationship. Um, I don't really do anything for Valentine's Day, to be honest. Um, ever? Yeah, I don't. We don't really do anything, no. Mm. So, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, your th- like um, you don't have to specifically think about your. I think it's like, like have you always liked it? No, and I've never. I think it's also in cultural. the context. Yeah, cultural. In the context of how or where I grew up, I grew up in Jamaica, and we don't, that's not something that we celebrate. I know, like here in Canada, it it really right. is a thing, and North America, especially in schools, like they start from school, so that you do mm-hmm. have the idea of like Valentine's Day from very young. But I, I, I did not. So mm-hmm. I just, it just comes and passed, like it comes and goes for me. But it's nice that they have a day to choose to celebrate love. But I guess it's, I would prefer if it was just love in general and not so much just romantic love. But it's or, nice. So that, I love chicken. Like no, like love for your, like your loved one. Like it's a day that you oh, yeah, not family, just friends. Family, family, that's why Canada has interest. family day. Mm-hmm. I, mean, that's I guess that's just, now they have Valentine's too, so it is becoming more of just a day that you celebrate love in general, and like people be like self love, friends love, family love, whatever, mm-hmm. which is fine. I just don't really like. I don't have any interest in really going all out for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't really care about Valentine's Day now. I don't like. I don't like have any thoughts towards like. I don't like. I just don't think about Valentine's Day. But I remember as a kid. I loved Valentine's yeah. Day. Our, the elementary school Gabby and I oh, went to. It was so fun. Like you would literally have Valentine's Day parties, and everyone in the class, like because it's school and you know bullying and stuff, so everyone had to get a Valentine's. So you'd, like you go home with all these cute little cards, and obviously, like it, as you went up in age, Valentine's got funnier or cooler. But then you. Sorry. Sorry. No, I was going to say, and te- your teachers would get your Valentine's too. And I remember, like, for all the years that we were at in my um, our elementary school, we always had Valentine's Day parties. 
He always got to come home with a bunch of snacks and stuff. Yeah, it's exciting for children. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. I actually liked creating the Valentine's too. Yeah, I loved creating the Valentine's. It was so fun the night before mm-hmm. and like packaging all yeah, the snacks yeah, and like kisses. reading all those punny yeah. cards. And, and then it was like, honestly, for me, I liked it too, but it was a challenge to find the, the, the best, a good Valentine's recipe that you didn't like in the yeah. class. Like, yes. It was quite fun. What I like now as an adult about Valentine's Day, that like not necessarily. I don't have any romantic interests, just like among friends, is finding those pun, oh my punny gosh, memes yes. and sending yeah, them to your friends. It. I always, oh, yeah, that I forgot about that. That is actually my that. favorite. Like, honestly, going on Pinterest and reading the funny ones, mm-hmm. they're so good. I love that. Yeah, that is yeah, good. That's good. Other than that, and maybe the discount to chocolates, but. Oh my goodness, yeah. Valentine's Remember you go to like discounted chocolate yeah, the, day the day after. after. But that's kind of like Halloween the day after we go. It's like, no, no, it's not really I nor- so no, I actually like we make an effort do every Valentine's. Yeah, more after Valentine's. And I have to get like all these heart shaped boxes. So I guess we celebrate it or do more than we thought we did for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Anyways, so Emma's Child, <laughs> today's <laughs> podcast is just going to be talking about. um I don't want to give it a title, but if you want a title, if you're taking notes in your notebook and you we need a title for episode Um, the title is content being content and singleness. Obviously, the big elephant in the room is Janelle's not single, but she can still. It talk. really wasn't a big elephant because people, people didn't. Don't know you. Yeah. We mentioned it several times on the podcast, so we alluded to the fact. Yeah, that she's the point in a is only two of, but two of the three are. Single right now. Yeah, but yeah. your experience is not invalid. You were one single. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about that. Um, before you click out, if you're like me, don't click out because it's gonna be good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So first things first. I'm the realist. Wow. Um. So pretty Okay. So, what are your thoughts on singleness, ladies? I just think that. It is a beautiful time. I'm, okay, I want to preface this by saying all three of us aren't, I would never describe us as people who are, were ever longing or, we're not the kind of girls that we were like, yeah, well, this is when we want to get married. I'm a and, broad girl. Broad <laughs> girl. If you like TikTok, you have to yeah, and we never had like, oh, this is going to be my wedding, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, never. Never. And it wasn't like, Wait, no, I've had like wedding Pinterest boards before. No, no, but she doesn't like. I never had a wedding board until. Oh, yeah, or daydream about like. Like, you know, like when you watch a movie, no shade to anyone like that. That's just how we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so we never really were the kind of people who would pursue, like, we were like, we want a relationship or we want to be in a romantic relationship. Just saying that off the bat. Mm -hmm. So that being said, for me, singleness was just like. I mean, it's really most of, well, for a lot of people, mm-hmm. it is the majority of your life. You are on your own. I mean, obviously, there are people who have been in marriages longer than they've been single. But, like, yeah. for, especially for if you're young, like, under like if you're under the age of, like, 35 or something, you've been single longer than you've been in a relationship, mm-hmm. chances are. And it, so it's, like, it's a time that you're supposed to grow and thrive as an individual like figure out who you are and what your purpose is on this mm-hmm. earth. It's it's honestly like I would describe it as like the growing seeds, like the critical growing years of your life. But also, I don't want to necessarily describe it as I just think it's it just is like it could be mm-hmm. the rest of your life. You could be single, 
but that's okay. Like we come into this world on our own. Okay, not the team. Actually, no, you still go on your own. You come, you come in on your own, and you go on your own. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that, that's what I think. Wow, mm-hmm. she makes it back to podcast. Thank you for listening. Have a good Friday. Mm, that's a wrap. <laughs> I'm kidding. See you next week. Um, yeah, like Jay said, we were never. Well, yeah, we were never those type of people. Like, especially for me, like I literally just never thought about. Like I knew I was single, but I never was like, oh, I'm single. Like I wasn't aware of my singleness. Just like how when you're when we like in Jamaica and you're black, like you know, you know you're black, but you're not really aware of your blackness until you're exposed to a white environment. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I felt with being single. Mm-hmm. And then like mm-hmm. seeing like so literally did not care. Never was the type to think about like you know you have friends, you meet your friends, you're like oh my gosh, can't wait to get a man that was never really me. Um, but then like you go on social media and you're like, oh, I didn't really realize people had a problem with being single until I got social media, as I'm trying to see. Like, mm. I, it was either people are like single and ready to mingle. Like, it's like you could never just be single. You have to have some other attachment to that phrase of being single. I'm either single and ready to mingle, <laughs> or I'm single and I'm like thriving, or single and like, it's like you had to compensate for the fact that you were single. And like, you'd see all these mm-hmm. memes of like, oh my god, I'm single, why am I single, blah, 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 blah. So... I guess, like, because this is we're Christian, this is a Christian podcast, we're gonna kind of have a Christian take on it. Do you have anything you want to say before? Now, have your thoughts collected? <laughs> no, I think everything was already said. Yeah, you can continue. Okay, so I just think, like, there's lots of people, like, especially as Christians and Christendom, we kind of see singleness as, like, a curse or not curse, is a huge word, but, like, it's something that's, like, not pleasant. But I think a lot of Christians, who do want to be in relationships like you're okay it's not a bad thing to want to be in a relationship while you're single but i think that sometimes we can forget and miss the beauty of singleness if we're so focused on wanting to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. and the reality is that um there are many things that we can do for god as singles that we can't do as married individuals that can't be done in marriage um and like jay said beyond that is a time that we'll have to be accountable to god for and i always just think about the example, like in singleness, any spiritual decision you make is solely yours and God's obviously to make. But in marriage, you now have another person that you're mm-hmm. or accountable to and responsible for. Um, so you both parties have to come into agreement. And it's never just, you can never just get up and do things on your own as a married individual. Mm-hmm. And honestly, a lot of people don't realize that you have more time as a single person than you do as a married yeah. person. 100%, you can't mm-hmm. argue that. That's facts. Don't come from me. Like, you don't have the same amount of time. I think everyone kind of knows mm-hmm. that. I've had this conversation with someone, and they're like, that's if not they true. They like, stop to think about yeah, it. Yeah, like, they're like, when I was single, I was hustling. But, like, okay, no one's saying you can't hustle in marriage. The thing is, you're now spending so much time... <laughs> Pouring into a relationship and investing in a person mm-hmm. versus when you're single, your time is not your own. Yeah, that's probably better. Mm-hmm. It's not that necessarily you have you more time in single, del- but your time now is- delegate mm-hmm. some of that time to that un- that other individual yeah. in that relationship. Do you see any other um, perks of or beautiful things about singleness? Uh, perks about singleness. Um, honestly, I've always said like people just need to look at it as having a great time like kind of it just connects to what I was saying but you don't have to be worrying about what the other person has to get done the other person's goals the other person's dreams mm-hmm. because the reality is in marriage everything now becomes one mm-hmm. so you are yes you have goals as a couple but you're also going to be working towards that other person's goals just mm-hmm. as they're working to like help you with yours then once you have kids like I was gonna say game over. Like in terms of just now, your whole life is dedicated to your children, or the majority of your life, um, to you know, 
like advance their own lives whatever so like being single like you don't have that extra responsibility and that extra energy that you have to Mm -hmm. invest in um other people um obviously you're supposed to invest energy in other people when you're single but it's not the same it's Mm -hmm. not like every single day you have to get up and choose um your spouse or like your kids Mm -hmm. and focus on them more so than you so i just think people need to before just wanting to be in a relationship like i think it also just like society with the media has painted romantic relationships in a way that's so unrealistic and like people can easily forget that it's hard work and it's not just mm-hmm. like butterflies and lovey-dovey all the time and that's what people are wanting they mm-hmm. want to be like oh i want that like mm-hmm, it's true you know which is fine to want that but that's not the if that's all. if that's all you're looking for then yeah don't aspire towards a relationship yeah, because that's not all you're gonna, yeah. gonna get or all that's required of you. or if you're lonely and you want a companion like i don't think you sh- if you have no if you're lonely right now i think you have to fix that before you would even you be, think you, you definitely, definitely have do. to fix that before getting into you a relationship do. because the reality is you can be lonely at any point in life it's like nothing no one person is going to be able to fill that void for you mm-hmm. so if you don't fix that on your own you're solved because you're gonna end up in a marriage or relationship and you're still gonna end up with issues mm-hmm. and even also uh loneliness as a motivator for pursuing a romantic relationship or i don't know maybe even just like flirting or like talking to guys or girls getting in is, situationships. yeah getting in situationships is actually so selfish like your your whole purpose of like talking to someone is for your own pleasure mm-hmm. and for your own like satisfaction or to feel good about yourself or whatever so that you can i don't know feel valued or important mm-hmm. and that's so counter christ culture like mm-hmm. that's not love like that's so self-seeking your, your only purpose for talking to someone is so that you can feel good about yourself like what the heck that's yeah. so flawed and a lot of people don't even realize that and it's also don't like, talk to someone mm-hmm. just because you're bored or because you're lonely that's so that's yeah. also so dangerous like if you just think like bigger scheme when you are only in a relationship where you your sole motivator for a particular relationship is because you're lonely, when you do get that person to fill that void and you spend all of that time with them, that's dangerous because if they die or if something happens, if the relationship mm-hmm. goes south, then you put yourself at risk for being perhaps depressed or like very low. Like that's so you should never put all of your faith or all of your, you know, energy into a person because people are flawed. Mm-hmm. I mean, life is not like we can't live forever. But when you like it's scary. Gabby and I and Jay have talked. Like we watch like videos about relationships, or like this person was my everything, and when you lose a person, it's like wow, game over. That's why you have to put everything, your everything, into God and your relationship mm-hmm. with God because He will always be there. And there's less risk for you to like, oh, I can't move, live my life. I can't go on without this person. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you are complete in God before entering a relationship, and you're okay with being alone, and um, like the reality is you can have those people around you and still be lonely mm-hmm. right and you can be alone and not be lonely on the other hand just because mm-hmm. you're alone doesn't mean you have to be lonely or you are lonely so when you're okay with being alone and you go into a relationship then it's better when things may end or things go south or things life happens and you're okay on your own because you're completely Christ. but I was going to say like, one other perk of singleness that I always think about is like when you're single you have a lot of time on your hands to work and develop as a person and I think like mm-hmm. obviously I'm not saying in marriage you can't develop and grow with the other person but I think the media has made it 
so that it's like I need someone and I need to be in a relationship with someone so we can both yeah, you know, I need that person to motivate me mm-hmm. to grow it's like no mm-hmm. you like that's kind of so unrealistic because reality is getting into a relationship the other person is flawed they're but not meant to be a burden bearer they cannot need to be in a marriage for someone to motivate you like what happened to your friends and yeah, your loved ones exactly. you need to find people like one person it's not enough to just rely on one person to motivate like mm-hmm. yeah i know like you shouldn't yeah. rely on people but yes i know that people do need extra encouragement mm-hmm. and accountability um god forbid something happens in relationships but like you need your that's why it's important to choose your friendships because a lot of times friendships last longer than relationships mm-hmm. and connect with people your loved ones and family who will actually motivate you to be who god wants you to be you can't just rely on one person mm-hmm. yeah it's not healthy. Preach this. Um, yeah, so like, honestly, singleness is a beautiful time, as any stage of life is. Um, and this is time that you're going to have to be accountable to God for. Like, when you see him face to face at the end of this life, that's time that you, one, will not get back, and two, that's mm-hmm. being to God for you. Like, it's up to you how you want to spend. Like, you want... When God's like, okay, let's like, you know, have a little chat. What did you do? How did you spend your single years? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, God. I was busy trying thirst trapping for attention, or I was busy doing this, this, that, and the third. That mm-hmm. is time that ultimately you're going to have to be accountable to God for. And that's just something I think a lot of people need to remember. And that thought should be what they consider before they jump into foolishness and things like that. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I don't know if this falls under. No, it doesn't. I'll just wait. Oh, it's okay. not related to that. Sure. So, um, while we're on the topic of singleness, I'm just going to move on to this one point that I had written here in my notes, that singleness isn't an indictment on your identity. And I had mentioned it earlier, um, like, how I said I didn't realize that singleness was such a big, like, issue for people until I got social media. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it was never, you could just be single. You had to have something attached to it to make up for the fact you're single. You're single and thriving, single, ready to mingle, etc. But singleness, it's, the reality is it's a part of life, um, a stage of development. So if it feels like you've been single forever, um, you may want to ask yourself if there's things you have yet to learn during this season of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't progress to grade two until you've completed all the learning from grade one. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, God is not going to move you into a new season of your life until he sees that you're ready. Right? So, so if you true. despise a season of singleness you're in and are never truly content, then this is seriously something that you need to address. Mm-hmm. And I, like honestly, it's fine to real. It's fine to um not be content. Like no one is saying that's a bad thing. I think the big thing is you need to realize it and address it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not you're human. So yeah, 100%. as humans, we're never content, fully content. We're not always gonna. Be, we're not content without Christ. Exactly. One, mm-hmm. we're not content without Christ, and even in Christ, we're not gonna wake mm-hmm. up every day full of contentment. You have to choose, right? It. You have to choose it. address, and it has to be something that you're making steps to address, right? Mm-hmm. So if this is you and you know you're not fully content in your where you are on this journey of life in terms of being single, that's something that you need to address and be honest with God. Hey God, I'm not content. This is this, this is that. What are you gonna say to me? Yeah, I was just gonna say that um yeah, like to your point that mm-hmm. of course we are human and we'll always struggle with things like it's fine to feel discontentment in a moment. But when it's when you're feeling like so discontented that it's preventing you, hindering you from doing the will of God or hindering you from being present in like this time of singleness and that's when and being productive Mm and I don't know whatever it is that God's called you to do or desires for you to do in this period that's when you need to retrospect and like 
um, like Ariel said, like be honest with God about it. Yeah, and um, if you despise the season of singleness you're in and are never truly content, like I said, it's something you need to address um, because it's a, it's a deeper issue than being content in singleness. Um, I was just thinking this week, actually, no, I don't know, I've been thinking for a while, but I realized that contentment or the lack thereof quickly can become a spiritual issue. Mm-hmm. Um, or it is. Or it is. It, 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 it is, and then it can actually become, become worse. a worsening <laughs> issue. Um, and bleed into other areas of your life because until we learn how to truly and completely be satisfied in God right where he has yeah. us, we'll it always find fault in our current mm-hmm. season mm-hmm. and then every other season subsequent to that and then you can even be finding fault with God and then put strain on your walk and relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think a lot of people are just like, oh yeah, I contend in singleness. That was me when Janelle told us we have to do this podcast. Like, what the heck? Just read your Bible. You <laughs> Which I know that's my human humanity. Um, but like I was like, why is that such a big deal? But it's it's actually huge. Like mm-hmm. like we just said, it's just, it it is a spiritual issue, and it can become a huge spiritual issue, and actually rob you of um like Jay said, future things in your life, but mm-hmm. really puts strain on your walk with God. So it's something that you and if to, you're yeah. if <laughs> if you're desiring to get to that stage where you're in a relationship and you're despising the season that you're in, like I don't I don't know who said it, it was you or Janelle. Mm-hmm. Chances are you're not going to get to that season where you're in a relationship because God knows you're not ready. Because you're not, you're not working on yourself in this season to prepare yourself for the next season. Yeah. So, If yeah. you just think about life, like this is a principle that applies to everything. If there's a job promotion available, the boss is looking for people that you can come to to get the job. If they see you ever see your sourpuss, or you're not, um, you're not meeting your deadlines. You're not meeting your deadlines. You're not focused on at uh, at work. You're not focused on the task at hand. Why would your boss offer you the promotion? You do not. You you don't qualify. And I'm not saying God is like a boss and tired. Like oh, you don't qualify. Yeah, because we do have free will, and you can get up and get your own relationship. But it might not be the will of God. And that's and that's probably why you'd end up with marriages that are broken or have a lot more issues than they need to because. Or, like we said, people who are discontent in marriage, and then we want to be discontent in parenthood, and discontent in everything in their life. And, you know, it's like, why am I not progressing spiritually? Well, the thing is, a strong relationship with God is foundation for everything. And if you don't have a strong relationship with God, you're content in Him. Then you cannot have a strong marriage. And if you don't have a strong marriage, you can't have a strong family. If you don't have a strong family, you're bringing people into this. You're just going to just see repetition and a cyclical pattern. And these are as people who are, like, proclaiming to be believers yeah. in Christ. Mm-hmm. It's like bold of you to assume that you can be, that another person can fulfill you and give you contentment over God. You may still first and foremost, you maybe, maybe people are thinking, a lot of single people are, especially if you're in the church and you've probably heard an, a version of this kind of message before. You're like, I'm not like looking for another person to make me complete. I'm not, maybe that's what you're thinking <laughs> to yourself. And like, I would encourage you to actually Go back to God in prayer with it, it and ask him, like you can pray the prayer like, God, search me, know my heart, take mm-hmm. out every single thing within my heart that is not supposed to be there. Like God can reveal things to you because a lot of times, honestly, we, we've all been there for different areas where we think we don't have a problem with something mm-hmm. and we're quick to say, 
oh, that's not me. Mm-hmm. But if we would have actually have gone in prayer and God will be, to search and you're like, ooh, yeah. I didn't it's realize true. that bring I things had to the that. Surface. So you God will not to... bring things to surface or reveal if, you, he's, if you're not willing to exactly. hear that's that's Yeah, you have to go to him and, you know, mm-hmm. ask him. Like, you have to be willing to, you know, put yourself in that vulnerable position and ask God to show you. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't want you to just be sitting here and be like, oh, that's not me, that's not me. I encourage you to, like, actually take a moment. Let the Holy Spirit do it. Yeah, and reflect on this message. And you can always look at the fruits of your life as well mm-hmm. to see. It's like, where are you right now in your single uh, life? Like, are you actually, I don't, I don't want to use the word thriving again, but, like, in your career, are you where you want to be? Are you where you want to be in your personality? Like, are there things in your personality that you still want? Like, you're not where you want to be as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, like, look around you. Are your finances? Like, there's a lot of things that you can pick up and be like, hey, like, maybe I'm not as ready as I think not I am. As whole mm-hmm. as I really not as whole am. as I think I am. Mm-hmm. And then go to God and have him actually reveal additional stuff to you. Mm-hmm. But don't just sit there and be like, okay, this is not me. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Sorry, as Jay was talking, um, it just reminded me of how, like, there has been, there's two, um, what's the word I'm looking for, two mindsets of people who are saying, I can't come into a relationship until I've, you know, developed and I'm, you know, where I need to be to get into a relationship. And there's other people who are like, that's not possible. Like, you're always never going to be where you need to be in a relationship. That <laughs> second mindset is kind of, like, I don't agree with the first one. They were both problematic. But I think mm-hmm. the second one is the one a lot of people have adopted, which mm-hmm. is very, can be very pro- problematic. Mm-hmm. Because then you, you kind of deny God the opportunity to make you into the person you need to be. And then you walk into a marriage, you're like, but that's fine. Like, you know, I'm not never going to be where I need to be. Like, that's the whole point of having a help me or someone in my life to help me grow. And the reality is that you really, you know, if you're not, just look at your life. If you're not, no one is saying you have to be perfect, obviously, but if you're not even making steps on the right direction to grow mm-hmm. and change, if you are having the same problems in your personality that you had 10 years ago, 5 years yeah, ago, 1 ready. month ago, 2 months ago, you're not ready. For example, if you've been told that you're, you know, you all you you get sense overworked, you wouldn't work up and you're sensitive, nothing's wrong with being an oversensitive person. As in, no, there's nothing wrong. Nothing, with being yeah, nothing seems wrong. Yeah, like nothing wrong being sensitive. But if you're t- constantly told you're, you know, oh, hey, um, I think you're, you know, took this sort of too personal. You're, you might have been overly sensitive. If you, it's one thing for one person to say that. If several people are saying that to you, you may have even noticed it, notice it in yourself, and you're ignoring it, and you're just like, this is just who I am. Mm-hmm. I would say that you're denying God the opportunity to work on you. And that's just an example. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, you can't walk into a marriage or any sort of relationship. If you're not already working on the issues. If you're not that working you on issues, had. like... Like, you have had to have individual trajectory of growth yeah. by yourself. Like, no one is saying... Yeah. It's okay to recognize your flaws. And I think we've... This whole self-love thing has made us love our flaws, hug them up, go to bed, and like, <laughs> wake up and give it to it's, okay. it's okay to be wanting to better yourself and work on those things because at the end of the day, you're supposed to be a reflection of Christ. Christ was not overly sensitive. There's no way he could have hung on the cross if he was overly sensitive. Mm-hmm. There's no way he could have actually fulfilled his plan as Messiah if he was overly sensitive. I'm not harping on people who are overly sensitive. Just it was an just example. an example. Mm-hmm. But that actually, while you're speaking, made me think that I feel like people have very unrealistic expectations of their spouses. Mm-hmm. Like, you're really expecting your spouse. Like, it doesn't matter what yeah. the example is. It doesn't have to be over, yeah, let's use um, over sensitivity. It could Anger. be... Or anger, it could be stubbornness, it could be so many different Black things. It's like, like you're 
like you kind of need to check yourself like if you're entering a relationship with certain flaws expecting the other person to be embracing of it mm-hmm. to be understanding to be loving like are they god like you're really gonna just mm-hmm. walk with your mess dump it on the other person and expect them to love you no but it's it all. like that's so flawed you like, know, like those they're like oh i love you and all your flaws Obviously, we all are human. We're gonna be flawed. So if someone doesn't yeah. love your flaws, it's a difference. Though you mind. need to, yeah, it's a balance. Like you have to embrace. Like the other person has to be able to embrace you for who you are. Because the other thing mm-hmm. is that problematic. People are not embracing people that's for what, who they are and expecting. And that's to what I was gonna them. say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but but in embracing who they are, does it mean like as they are right now? Does it mean you aren't expecting them to grow and change mm-hmm. on their own? Yeah. But that's not gonna happen if that person, if that individual isn't actually pursuing that on their like on their own to begin with. Like mm-hmm. if the person didn't come into the relationship with the flaws and is working towards like getting better mm-hmm. with God and through God's help and strength and through the Holy Spirit, then it's probably not gonna happen in the marriage. Mm-hmm. And that person, a lot of times people going like, Oh, they're gonna change or I can make them change. But if they weren't doing it as are an individual, yeah. then how, how are they gonna how start? are you gonna mm-hmm. change anything? And it just puts a strain on the relationship yeah, sure. in the end. Yeah. No, for real. It's like, you don't love that person if you're going to cause them so much distress with all your love. It's like, I'm telling you, people have a fundamental misunderstanding yeah. of love. They do. Um, we're going to talk about love, but let's just... Sorry. No, it's okay. No, I'm liking the conversation. I just wanted to... Um, we were talking about contentment as a spiritual issue. So I just wanted to talk about practical ways that we could address our lack of contentment. And perhaps even be more content. We already said going to God about it, praying about it, asking God to search our hearts. Um, but perhaps you need to reframe your view of um, singleness. Uh, let's start there. Because if we saw singleness as a stage of development rather than a cheap alternative to relationships or marriage, mm-hmm. then I think we would be able to fulfill much more of what God has for each of us during this That's time. True. Like, if you think about it, if we fail to meet certain milestones in childhood, this has great impacts on the adults we become. The same goes with singleness. If you deny God the opportunity to work on you and to achieve his will for your life during the season, you can walk into future relationships that maybe God didn't even ordain mm-hmm. as a fraction of the person God meant for you to be and wow. then mess up the mm-hmm. relationships that are in your life. That's so true. Um, and like, if you studied psychology, you learn about different phases of, stages of development and different theories have different you know, frameworks they propose. I think it's Piaget. Um, so for each of his stages of development, Child, yeah. childhood stages mm-hmm. of development, anyways, it's like you need to. Um, let me actually Google it. I don't meet some. You meet, if you don't meet it, it's like each stage is a versus. So like independence versus not dependence. Let's actually pull up one. Sorry guys, I should have come correct. <laughs> oh my gosh! But my point is in all of this is that you you never like Abby was saying in the car yesterday. You don't go to high school. What were you saying? I, I was saying nobody, like, it, 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 with the example of education, nobody despises the fact that they had to go to elementary school or they had to go to high school because it brought them, like, because I went to elementary school, it qualified me for high school, which qualified me for university, and now I'm content in my degree mm-hmm. and or in my career that that degree got me, all because I went through um mm-hmm. that whole process of education i don't i don't despise it because i know that because i went through that yeah. all of those stages i'm where i am today so you exactly. shouldn't despise your singleness because hopefully it will get you to if and you're some, if you're someone that's aspiring to be in a relationship be in a marriage 
who you, who all that you went through in that phase of singleness and who God um, wants you to be in that period mm-hmm. is what enables you and equips you to be a good spouse. Yeah. So I googled it. Sorry, it wasn't Piaget, it was Erickson. So Erickson is a theorist. Sorry, Erickson, I'm giving you the respect. Put some respect on his name. Um, He's dead. Anyways, the point is, you have certain stages of development. And so let's just look at um, the first stage, stage one, is from birth to 12 to 18 months. And so each stage of development has a potential conflict and a goal. So the first stage is called trust versus mistrust. So if everything works out in the, child, the baby's life, they have the right um, nurturing environment. The the goal of that or the accomplishment, what they will sorry, what they will accomplish in that senior development is trust. The potential conflict here is when we don't have trust and we actually produce or we actually have mistrust. The child it, it mistrusts those um, their loved ones and those that are close to them. So, like, what I'm trying to say is. If you don't see singleness in state development and you don't understand that for each stage God has in your life, single or not, whatever God has put you on a journey, maybe you're in a season, you know, of waiting, not necessarily for a spouse, but waiting for an answer to a prayer. Mm-hmm. There is a specific goal for that that God has for mm-hmm. that stage of your life. And like like we said, trust versus mistrust. Ideally, God wants you to trust him, but you can walk out of that stage of development because you deny God the opportunity to allow you to grow and um, strengthen your faith in him, and you can walk out of that stage mistrusting God and mistrusting others. And like what Erickson says in his whole theory is these whole um, conflicts that happen in stage of development, different stages of development should not be ignored because they affect the adult you, you um, become. So if you have mistrust in your first stage of development from birth to 12 to 18 months, you move on to stage two, the goal here is autonomy versus shame and doubt. It's harder for you to achieve autonomy if you mistrust others. So you move on, you have mistrust, and you now you have shame and doubt. If you have shame and doubt, yeah. it's hard for you in stage three at three to five years old to have initiative versus guilt. Um, you're going to have shame and doubt, and shame and doubt, their little sister is guilt. So you now have guilt in stage yeah. three. Do you see what I'm trying to say? In the same way, in, in, you can miss a lesson and literally walk into the next chapters of your life damaged and mm-hmm. um and that either leads to damaged relationships or you're probably single when maybe god actually had your exactly significant yeah. other in another stage but you didn't pass the lesson yeah. so scary mm-hmm. so everyone knows the importance or i think everyone knows or if we stop to think we will all understand the importance of development in terms of our identity mm-hmm. um and productivity as a member of society so if we start to look at singleness as a stage of development we can understand that it is crucial to our our identity we and that we can better see ourselves how christ sees us in this stage because there's things he wants to do in us we don't need to have things attached to us a man or a woman attached mm-hmm. to us to be whole and who god wants us to be another practical thing to kind of overcome the lack of contentment is just to go back to scripture there's so many verses that talk about mm-hmm. we never does god say you need a spouse or you need a friend mm-hmm. to be complete it's always when they talk about completeness in the bible it always points back to jesus mm-hmm. um the best verse is colossians 2 verse 10 and you are a complete in him who is him not your man not your man fresh <laughs> monday you're not your baby daddy, whatever, whatever. Yeah. You're or your girl, but the hand here is Jesus. We are complete in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And our joy is made complete in him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, okay. 
So that was kind of my spiel um, about singleness. Do you have anything you have to say about that? Girl, did you you covered You really hit all the nails in the head. Um, okay, so now the question I'm gonna do how to do this. The word works. We love submission. Um is it okay to um, not want to get married as a yes. Christian? Or as a general. <laughs> as a Christian. In general, as a Christian. What do you think? I don't know. Well, this is this not is really fair because we have kind of already yeah. had this discussion. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, let's see. I don't know what an objective um, answer is, but yeah. my subjective answer is yes. I think, yeah. Yes, it depends. I guess you can't have an object, like an overarching answer because it's like, what's your motive? Like, yeah, why? Do you that's not? the thing. I think, yes, you're. it's okay for you to not want to be in a relationship, but yeah, check, check your motive. motive. Yeah. Because I, well, I guess it kind of connects to probably what you're going to say, so take it away. Oh, okay. I just had, um, I was watching, this question came from a, um, a panel that I was watching, like a mm-hmm. Zoom panel for in the church. And so there are different panelists, like a husband and wife who are pastors, another pastor, a minister, whatever, whatever. And they're all from different walks of life, you know, mm-hmm. all been married for different years. Someone was watching and asked this question. And, like, the panelists, like, took a while to respond. They were like, they couldn't under, it seemed like such a simple question, so they couldn't understand the simplicity of it. And they are like, huh? And one of the pastors said, what does it have to do with being a Christian? Um, and, like, he was saying, you go down in the water when you get baptized. By yourself you come back up by yourself so like your whole walk with god is a personal walk so mm-hmm. like they didn't um he was saying why does it matter so i just kind of paused there and i was just thinking about it and i had went to scripture someone was saying that they use this they were saying they weren't sure if it's okay because in the beginning in genesis god provided adam with eve so like this is the blueprint that we must all follow that's it's, what the person was saying any sense what? because there's many people in mm-hmm. the bible who remain yeah. single and carried out the will of god and yeah so marriage is god is not adam and eve i think honestly totally yeah. different context like he was literally the only man like, on no that's the just earth. really unfortunate that's just bad on their part because you can't just pick one example from the bible and fail to recognize mm-hmm. all the other examples mm-hmm. that do not back up your point yeah um so yeah marriage is god's idea yes but that doesn't necessarily mean everyone is meant to get married that's my thoughts um and so the verse he used in Ge- was genesis 2 verse 18 uh, it was not good for man to be alone so god provided adam with um a help mate with Eve. Um, personally, I think we take this verse out of context yes, and foolishly definitely. use it to justify entering into a romantic relationship that may not even be God's will for us. Um, the verse says it's not good for a man to be alone, and like this statement is indisputable as a fact, right? Like, it's not good for a man to be alone. There's no room to mm-hmm. say it is good for a man to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the verse goes on to say, so God made him a helpmeet, him being Adam. I think context here is everything. Yeah. Um, Adam was alone, so there was no one but him and Jesus. And yes, um, we are complete in Jesus, but God understands, like, God is a spirit, right? Um, (laughs) we need that, like, tangible, like, relationship that's supposed to mimic the relationship we have with him. And in the context Um, of the work he had to do. Yeah, yeah. he was literally charged Mm -hmm. to take take dominion dominion over the entire earth. Over all creation. And we are not God. And that was before, like, the Holy Spirit where God came to live on the inside of us. So, like, like it would be very simply not possible. Yeah, so it's clear here that Adam needed a companion. Oh, sorry. You're probably going to get to it. It's clear that Adam needed a companion. um, And I think God chose to give him Eve as a wife rather than Eve or Paul as a friend. 
because he knew that Adam needed to procreate yeah, and we needed exactly. to populate the earth. Like, yeah. you can't take dominion with just one it's person. True. How can you dominate His one person? His plan was to populate the earth yeah. from the get-go. Um, had Eve been a platonic friend, the book of Genesis would have been over before it began. Um, and I think I don't think this verse means that we must run and pursue a romantic relationship, no. which unfortunately is what that person who was asking questions seemed to have interpreted it to mean. The need um, to populate the earth is no yeah. longer. Yeah, there. like yeah. we don't need to run and pursue yeah. romantic relationships so that we're not alone. I think this very thought would mean that until we it's have so a significant other, yeah. we are alone, and it would negate the value of family, friend, family, friendship, church, the church, yeah. and all other non-romantic relationships. And so Jay had mentioned earlier the importance of having friends, so that you don't, um, like put all your eggs in one basket into your relationship, expect everything to be met by this one significant other. Um, so I think rather than use the verse in Genesis, the Adam and Eve story. For justification for a romantic relationship, we should use it as our motivation to be intentional about forming meaningful mm-hmm. connections with others. Mm-hmm. Because it's clear, God says it's not good for man to be alone. We're, we're meant, meant for a relationship. relationship. But that can come in many Yeah, exactly. Forms. And obviously, the most important relationship is our walk with God. Mm-hmm. But you do need relationships with others. And Jay, was, Jay hit it on the head with the importance of having friends that, you know, we can purposeful, meaningful connections. You don't have to rely on just a significant other. Um, And I think a lot of people, when they talk about relationships, they love to have these conversations in church, whatever. They love to miss the fact that you can't be a good friend. I mean, a good spouse if you're not first a good friend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, they literally never talk about friendships or all other relationships. Like, oh, you're supposed to be a married queen or married king, period. Like, like, the foundation of marriage should be friendship. Mm -hmm. So if you're... you're, if you're come if you're not meeting the bar mm. in your friendships, nothing's gonna change when you have someone yeah. that it's is no attracted to you. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe there'll be a honeymoon phase where everything is all nice and dandy, mm. but eventually your true colors will show. So. It's true. Like you literally cannot and like we mean cannot be a good spouse if you're a bad friend. Because the number one thing really for marriage is companionship, mm-hmm. and like that's just literally friendship. Yeah. yeah. So. If you can't even be a good friend to your friends, uh, yeah, and you, like, uh, yeah. and so what's a bad friend? Like, like let's just you know pause here, do some introspection. If you continue to so struggle to main, maintain your friendships, you can't think marriage will be any different. You'll struggle to maintain your marriage, mm-hmm. um, and like so much of friendship is a test run for marriage. You have to learn how to forgive. You have to learn mm-hmm. how to reach out to communicate. Mm-hmm. You have to learn how to be vulnerable and you know share when you're struggling. Mm-hmm. You have to Sacrifice. give people their time. Like, true friendship, clean. I guess. Yeah, true. Acquaintances. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You have to or, know yeah. boundaries. Like you know, mm-hmm. friends. You can't be a leech. Like just taking things from someone, expecting everything. Yeah. You can't be self centered. That's not the relationship. Nothing in nature says one thing takes you to be in basic speech. But all our relationships <laughs> in Christ are supposed to be sacrificial. Yeah, yes. that's a that's yeah. foundation. Yeah. Go ahead, no, no, jump on that. What? Why does it? Why do you think sacrificial? Well, the second commandment. Yes. Go ahead. Jay. Like the first commandment that God said is most important is obviously. And now we're thinking about this. God does like literally. Yeah. We didn't plan this. But literally the series of our, like we started in January, focusing on the thing that's most important, mm-hmm. pursuing a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And then we start with friendships because you need to be a friend before you can even get into mm-hmm. a relationship oh, with a significant you. other. That was the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I'm just seeing how everything connects yeah. because we're building 
basically building foundation on blocks here. And the second commandment that he says, and he said, like, these are the only things he ranks. Like, God doesn't rank sins. Mm -hmm. Like, all sin is sin. But he Mm -hmm. ranks the order, the the priorities that we need to have. Number one, him. And second, we need to love our neighbors, our brothers and sisters, the people around us, as we love ourselves. And it says it's this idea of like you need to lay down. He de- he obviously then says there's no greater love than you laying down your life for your mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. That's the idea of self-sacrificing yourself. And so you put the needs of others before yourself. So you mm-hmm. put the needs of like your friends, your family, your loved ones. You try to put them before yourself. Like you cannot. Mm-hmm. The idea of having a self-centered relationship is flawed in the context of the Bible, mm-hmm. and it will never Rihanna. thrive. Nope. It will never thrive. You will never be fully content and happy in a relationship where mm-hmm. two people or even just one person is completely absorbed with themselves mm-hmm. and not actually at any point trying to put you first. Mm-hmm. No, for real. Um, and I think this is so important in the talk of singleness. You rarely hear people talk about singleness and then going on to describe love and godly love and use the Bible as a definition for love. I know a lot of Christians know First Corinthians 13 and we love to read it on our wedding and you know, I've seen different vows where they put like the spouse's name instead of love is like like let's say I was marrying Bob. Bob is patient, Bob is kind. Oh, really? But like I've seen that because a lot of yeah, lots of people are like, yeah, you know, this is a definition of love. Before you define Bob, define yourself in the context of friendship. If you don't meet all those, mm-hmm. obviously some of them. Let me quote that. No, no, because because God calls us to love. It all. was made in the context yeah. of he Let's said it to the church. It. I'm read it in, um, mm-hmm. right? Not that no. we love no it's we need so to funny. meet we that requirement in every single relationship and how the heck are you gonna just pull it out of your body because people are marriage. just obsessed with the flesh like you're yeah. being driven by your flesh mm-hmm. and the desire to have that romantic like so true. love let's go first corinthians 13 verse 4 in the amplified love endures with patience and serenity love is kind and thoughtful mm-hmm. and is not jealous or envious mm-hmm. love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant we love to read this, like I said, in the context of marriage. Like, and it's never in the context of marriage. It's like so me true. as a spouse. It's my spouse to me. Like, so we're just so true. flawed. We're so <laughs> but let's think about this. Do I endure with so patience true. in my friendships? Am I kind and thoughtful in my family relationships? Am I kind and thoughtful to the people I work with on my job? Am I jealous or envious of the people around me? If how It's really <laughs> stupid for us to think that we can not to meet this criteria in our other relationships and, and then suddenly produce we're not marriage. saying that we have to emphasize always there's room to grow all yes, the time for yeah sure. so no one's gonna no be one's perfect. perfect maybe yeah. you can say like you acknowledge for the first step is acknowledging exactly. where you fall so if you can read this as like you know what i'm not where i need to be in this area and i'm going to work towards it mm-hmm. that's better than being like you're not even looking yeah. there yes. to begin with so let's just so that you guys understand that we are not coming for anyone mm-hmm. i'll put myself in this I recognize, and I've said it before in previous podcasts, I struggle with being impatient. And I, and honestly, it's so funny, these past like few years, all of the quote-unquote trials that God has put in my life have been the sole purpose to build my patience. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I'm working on. But yes, I realize that I'm not fully enduring with patience in my, many of my friendships. And that is one of the reasons why I know I'm not ready for a relationship and I don't mm-hmm. want to be in a relationship, right? So like, it's just things that you need to think about. Love is not rude. It is not self-seeking. There you go, period. If you were self-seeking, you're not showing love. Yeah. And if you're not showing love, how can you be in a marriage where the foundation marriage is love? Yeah. So yes, just, I encourage you to read First Corinthians 13. We th- I think we should all read it from time to time. And like, use it as our benchmark and yeah. see how we measure up. Because yeah. 
We all have relationships with different types of people. It's probably, I think it's virtually possible for you not to be in any relationship. Like you'd either, you'd never leave your house, I think, right? Like, mm-hmm. So just from time to time, look at that. And if you're seeing growth in this area, that's excellent. And I think God would be proud when he sees growth in this area. And then perhaps if what he wants for his marriage, and he can oh, move on to that. Because yeah. he knows if you could do it in your friendships, that try your patience that you know are not great friendships all the time then he, he knows you'll be ready for marriage when life comes i was talking about um how as christians we love to just talk about you know get married and like you know just we put marriage on the pedestal so this is my segue into talk about the idolatry of marriage mm-hmm. when i say that what do you think jay and james i can see it being an eye how i can see that people may i I don't idolize idolize, idolize <laughs> marriage in their singleness and like fixate on it and mm-hmm. like um aspire towards it to the point that it like hinders who they are supposed to be and what they're supposed to be doing in their period of singleness mm-hmm. then maybe in the context of marriage yeah like your spouse can be an idol like mm-hmm. anything can be an idol but yeah I'd agree with Gabby I think it's like you well i don't know i see it more in singles before i guess like Mm -hmm. and like you just people just are just it kind of is like the be all end all or something yeah it's like oh the minute that you're of a um acceptable age Mm -hmm. everyone's suddenly like okay like boyfriend Mm -hmm. girlfriends like you know what's happening Mm -hmm. and they're trying to like it's just all of a sudden you're you're suddenly fixed into relationships with it's your like, other in marriage. You know when like you play games or I think it's like games but like you know like you're morphed into a character and you like mm-hmm. level up. Mm-hmm. Literally the minute they see like you're over ten, you know, no. I'm being exaggerated. I'm exaggerator, but yeah, essentially But it's like the only thing yeah. that a lot of like Christian singles aspire towards. Mm-hmm. When it's mm-hmm. like okay, what or about your like, relationship yeah. with God? What about your career? Mm-hmm. What about yourself? Like it's so many things. Bettering yourself. Yeah. Basically when I like thought of the term idolatry marriage and was thinking about this, I was talking about the unhealthy like what we just said, the unhealthy glorification of marriage that exists in church culture. Mm-hmm. I don't think as much in like our day-to-day culture. I think slowly, like the like general culture starting to appreciate marriage more. So I remember, in, like when I was younger, so in high school, a lot of people were like, "Oh, marriage, like no, it's you know, we tie down to one person." For, like it was just not a cute thing. Mm-hmm. But now people are it's trying to push, back yeah, coming back and trying mm-hmm. to push the beauty mm-hmm. of marriage. And like we we said earlier, marriage is beautiful. And then if I mm-hmm. same yeah. with singleness is beautiful, marriage is beautiful. Mm-hmm. However, I really do think that there is some sort of we can idolize it um and like jay said anything can be an idol but the thing with idols is always something that's created so like i guess the thing with marriage is like it's different because it's not necessarily an idol that you created as a person in the church mm-hmm. the church has actually created it and it's pushing. yeah yeah, but yeah, scary. it's like literally, if you look at the Bible days, the things that people worshipped as, as idols were things that God created that on their own were beautiful and good things. It's like, true. So lots of Christians may even miss the fact that they're idolizing marriage and they may Definitely. even miss the idolatry in church because they're like, what do you mean? Marriage is beautiful. It's created by God. So are trees, um, but you're not supposed to worship a tree and that's what you know people did it back in the olden days. Or the great like if all that you're praying for and your biggest prayers is just to get married, 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 to get married to the truth. Like, 
You're married that's to God. That's an idol. <laughs> you know, well, that's an idol. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Like, and I, like Jay said, it's tough because with the idolatry of marriage, it's the church, like, not one church, but the church as a whole, doing it. It's not necessarily a Christian's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is my idol. It's and we have done a poor job as a church. Like, like we have alluded to, we focus so, we're so focused on training people to be good wives, especially females. Like, I can't tell you the amount of times in, like, the first 13 years of my life, 15 years of my life, There'd be like seminars about how to be a good wife. Like, bro, relax. I haven't been in high school. How about you can't train out to pass high school and get a job? Honestly, mm-hmm. I, this is where I'd say, like, in general, the church is growing. Like, I honestly, from my day, you wouldn't even want to hear about it. Like, people would cringe <laughs> at the things that, because it, it, it also it was moving with the times. And right. I think now people are realizing that people are pursuing individual careers more mm-hmm. than pursuing. You know, they're actually pushing to get themselves in order. And, like, mm-hmm. people have been getting married later because they're trying to establish themselves and their finances. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot different. In the beginning, I was like, yeah, you need to do this because, like, you're going to be a wife. And, like, that's the be-all and end-all. It's changing mm-hmm. a little bit. But, yeah. But, yeah, Jay's very right. That's a valid point. Thank you for kind of sharing that because it's true. I don't want to blame everything necessarily on the church or whatever. Because, like we said, society, the yeah. culture wants to get it's married. It's moving or move the times, but mm-hmm. in general, like you hear so much about how to be a good spouse, how to be a better spouse, how to mm-hmm. be a better whatever, never how to be, or not never, rarely, or not as much as how, how to be a, a strong Christian. Christian. <laughs> yeah, yikes. <laughs> or a good person. <laughs> like, like series where you talk about relationships, but never how to like literally fall in love with Jesus. Like, huh? How can I fall in love with my man if I don't fall in love with Jesus first? Like, being in a good the Christian. Of being a Christian. Yeah, like, how to be a good Christian wife, you know, like, or a good Christian husband. If I'm not a good Christian. If you're not a good Christian, like, you know, and we focus, like, I don't mean, when I say how to be a stronger Christian, I don't mean how to be, um, a pastor or a preacher or a worship leader but actually a strong christian mm-hmm. like the fundamentals the basics how to hear god's mm-hmm. voice fall in love with him and that's why i really say i feel like we have idolized marriage and i don't know because we esteem mm-hmm. that over other things mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. true yeah. or prioritize like teaching that over other things and yeah i was gonna ask i don't know if we're gonna have this chat but Sure, let's do it. <laughs> um, because honestly, like I said, it's not one person or one institution's fault. Like society, society mm-hmm. has to play. But I do think a lot of Christians why they push this whole like marriage thing when people are young is because they see they take that verse it's better to marry than to burn. One hundred percent. So what are your thoughts on that verse? Mm. Honestly, this is I was thinking about this like before, like just while you we were talking also. But this kind of goes back to your relationship with God and why it needs to be a foundation and why we actually need to spend more time. Like every single day we need to be in the presence of God. Every single day we need to be in his word because we cannot do this on our own. Like you cannot overcome the lust of the flesh Mm -hmm. without relationship with God, without like living in his presence. You cannot Mm -hmm. overcome loneliness. Like when you spend time in the presence of God, like if you've had that experience before and you're so saturated with this presence and you've like overwhelmed with this presence, in that moment you're like, I don't need anything. Mm-hmm. Only you is only you are sufficient, God. And we've all had that moment. But if we're not living in that daily, how in God's name can we overcome yeah. all these other things? And I think one hundred percent that people look to marriage as a release so that we don't have to always be vigilant over Mm -hmm. lust of the flesh and Mm -hmm. like we it's like okay now that we're married we can finally be able to like i don't have to be worried about that anymore but the reality is 
you're still going to have to worry about that in the context of the marriage. Mm -hmm. And God forbid, even if your marriage ends and then then what? It's actually worse for people who've already encountered any kind of sexual relation. Mm -hmm. And I think it's harder for them. I think it's easier for you to pursue, like, just be fine. Pursue Mm -hmm. purity and also to kind of, like, be fine with your singleness and not be so concerned about, like, romantic and, like, fleshy things if you haven't experienced it. But if you've already experienced it, then it becomes harder, and you can only overcome that with God. Mm-hmm. But in the context of a marriage, like, again, we go back to the whole basis of relationships in general in God's eyes. It's self-sacrificial. You, like, I don't know what kind of concept people have, but, like, you really think that you're just going to have sex with your spouse at any time that you want to have it? Mm-hmm. First of all, as a husband, you need to love your wife as the... As Christ loves the church and Christ died for the church. So you need to be sacrificing your own desires, mm-hmm. you know. Even in the context in, of marriage. Even in the context yeah. of marriage. Um, so, like, it's it's kind of flawed to think that the marriage now gives you an open door for you to put away your self-control for mm-hmm. um, lust. Like, no, that doesn't happen. So I just, I, what was your original question? Like, I don't know. Thoughts on... No, and, yeah, even, yeah. like, people probably don't even want to think about this either, but you can still experience lust in the context of marriage 100%. towards other, other people. people. <laughs> what you going to do then? Yeah. You can even be yeah. sinning in your mind, like, yeah. in your sexual relationship with your spouse. Mm-hmm. And so what you going to do then? It's true. Please. 100%. And I think all of what you're saying just even more shows how we have idolized marriage because we think, like, you know... We as Christians, um, sorry, we think that one person or one institution, the marriage, can cure our lust. Mm-hmm. We have put that person at a higher pedestal than God Himself, <laughs> right? Because if your lust is like Jesus, it's not if it's not dealt with or overcome before marriage, it's not miraculously gonna away, gonna go away. But, but it's what something we, uh, we have to do. Exactly, like we're human, mm-hmm. and that people don't mm-hmm. understand. Like if you don't deal with something, if you are not in relationship with God daily, you can't overcome something that is in our nature. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we're made yeah. with flesh, and mm-hmm. the Bible says that we need to walk in the spirit. But we can't walk in the spirit if we aren't even mm-hmm. connecting with the spirit to begin with. That's yeah. true. So, like, if you don't do that, the other alternative is only it's a dichotomy. Yeah. You're either gonna walk in the spirit, or you're gonna walk in the flesh. You cannot yeah. walk in the flesh. And you, can, and you can walk in the flesh in your marriage. Like, yeah. just because it's yeah. a san- a sacred union doesn't mean that you, all of a sudden yeah. you're immune to sinning. Like, what? But yeah, like what Jane was saying, when we we um, think that the pain in marriage is gonna go away. Upholding that view is so dangerous for many reasons. For one, like I was saying, it really highlights the idolatry of marriage. Like it highlights a wrongful view of a spouse as a savior. When this view is upheld, a spouse is held at the higher standard than God. You know, at the core of it, the existing belief is that one individual can fulfill lust instead of God healing lust. You know, and like uh, what we're saying, like ultimately, lust is a sin, and it needs to be. That means it requires a work of the spirit, like Jay saying. You can't have a work of spirit without the spirit living in you. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna have to have self-control, regardless mm-hmm. of what stage of your life. In single, you can have self-control. You have mm-hmm. self-control in marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, like it doesn't you don't just because you're married, like obviously you're not immune to life and sin and yeah. the struggles of being a human, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, that was a huge tangent. But let's go back and ask this question. At what point does marriage move to idolatry? Because we talked about the marriage of, I mean, the idolatry of marriage in the church before getting married, how mm-hmm. we idolize marriage and singlehood, singleness. And then as a church, as Christians and Christian, right. in Christian, we can idolize marriage. But mm-hmm. what point 
there's marital ideology. Like when you're in, when a, you're in yeah. a union. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, I would just say if you turn to your spouse before turning to God. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like that is 100% right. And I think everyone knows that because obviously idolatry is putting anything before God. Mm-hmm. But I think we never really stop to consider what that would look like in mm-hmm. a marriage. And like honestly, when I was thinking about it prior to recording this, I was like, wow. Like I'm not, I was thinking about like specific couples that we know or anything but I was like I've literally seen this in so many relationships like kind of you know obviously you can't you can have moments where you, you put your spouse on the pedestal before God and that's fine because you're human but you need to address it before it becomes a repetitive thing and then that spouse becomes an idol mm-hmm. so like like Jay said it's leaving God out of the picture um and I think like another way to kind of look at it and really reflect is it's when what we practice with our spouse is not practiced in a personal relationship with God either at all or fully so it's like yes oh my goodness sorry go ahead no no i was just thinking like i feel like a lot of um christians like you were saying don't realize that um they're idolizing their marriage Mm -hmm. because or they or they um rationalize it by saying like they're be they're they're obeying what the bible says like Mm -hmm. for example i was the specific example i was thinking Mm -hmm. of um is in a like an instance of a woman saying i'm i'm going to my husband before god Mm -hmm. in this particular situation because the bible says that i need to be in submission Mm -hmm. to my husband but i'm just i was just thinking i was just thinking that but you can't be submissive to your husband if you're not to god submissive to to god God first which is what you were just saying yeah and like that's actually huge when you think about it when i'm gonna repeat it one more time when what we practice with our spouse is not practiced in a personal personal relationship with god at all or fully and i think the or fully part is where a lot of people fall Mm -hmm. because you know most people like if you're a christian going to a christian marriage you're going to practice the things that you practice with god with your spouse Mm -hmm. but let's like look at some examples when we expect our relationship to meet needs that we don't even expect god to meet so let's go back to our whole talk about singleness. If you're looking to feel validated and comforted by your significant other, but you deny God the opportunity <laughs> to let him, let his words and his love validate you, then you have it's put true. this either as, so as a true. single with no man, this imaginary person, yeah. or no man or woman, this imaginary person mm-hmm. on a higher pedestal than God, or any relationship, your you spouse. expect your spouse to validate you, but you More won't allow them. God's word to validate you. You won't look to God's word. You've idolized that person. Mm-hmm. So um, another one, um, if you're looking to feel comforted, comforted by your significant other, obviously nothing's wrong with that. But if you've never brought your root cause issue of anxiety or fear or low self-worth to God, mm-hmm. you are demonstrating that your significant other has taken the place of God mm-hmm. in this area of your life. So, like, for example, if I'm going to Gary and I'm like, oh, my goodness, Gabs, like, this is what happened at work. And obviously, as humans, we want to share. And it's good to get things off your chest. Like, this mm-hmm. is what's happening. And then the person comforts you. And I won't even get on the tangent of, like, are they even comforting you or they just telling me what you want to hear. But and I think part of it is that people do that because they know that their spouse is going to tell them they what they that. want to exactly. hear. Exactly. Exactly. But when and we go to God, God will tell us what we need. Always, hundred mm-hmm. percent of the time. Never what not necessarily what we want to hear. Always what we need to hear. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Jay's right. We'll. I think it's kind of like a what's it called protective mm-hmm. pr- to protect us because mm-hmm. we know sometimes what God's going to say is going to hurt. Or not do actually yeah you want to hear it yeah exactly mm-hmm. but yeah it's like going to Gabby and be like this is what happened at work like you know this person said this to me 
blah 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 and then Gabby says something but like at the heart in my heart of hearts I know I'm struggling with a little self worth so every word someone says is going to affect me mm-hmm. your spouse if, even if they love God they might be like yeah babe it's okay you know God mm-hmm. placed you in this job yeah. about it because the reality is we're only human beings and they can't see everything that's going mm-hmm. on against mm-hmm. only God can see that only mm-hmm. God is the discerner of hearts and minds yeah so even if they do love God and like they're following God they're not always going to be able to be like okay this is an issue a mm-hmm. deep issue yeah. that's hidden that you need to deal with yeah mm-hmm. and jay what jay is saying essentially is just the concept of us casting our cares on another flawed human who was never meant to be a burden bearer before we cast our cares <laughs> on god and i just think like it's i don't know what stage of a relationship you're in but if you are married or even in a relationship dating or engaged or whatever it's like hopefully that's something that you can look at and introspect like Am I have I placed my significant other on a pedestal above God? Mm-hmm. And if you have, then like no one's saying, Oh my gosh, you horrible person. But it's more so with everything that we say in this podcast, it's um, introspect and allow God to change you, like challenge you, change yeah, you, and let his convicting power do the work. And that basically my spiel. I think we literally covered yeah. everything. everything. It's just like, yeah, it's a huge topic. Huge, huge, huge. It's a huge topic, but I really, truly hope that people take something away from this and it actually helps them to live in contentment in Christ after the fact if you weren't. And it allows you to find companionship in your relationships Mm -hmm. that you currently have. Mm-hmm. And not feel lonely if you're if you're missing out on the people that God already placed in your life that you can have connections with, mm-hmm. and you can also be comforted in Christ and not walk in loneliness because He yeah. wants. Don't forsake moments of loneliness either because God usually uses those to draw close us closer to Him. Exactly. Yeah. So just I hope that that becomes like don't if you're having a hard time maybe for valentine like valentine's is coming on sunday (laughs) valentine's is coming and if you're having a hard time and maybe you have been believing for a significant other for a while and like you're just not seeing that like do not if that's really what god has told you then don't stop believing just in this period yeah god honors a good desire for your heart and that is a good desire but if don't if you if it hasn't happened yet, then there's you know, like there's, there's clearly a reason, a reason yeah, there's for a reason, it, right? So and don't despise, yourself, don't but. despise <laughs> your period of waiting because God wants to do a new thing in you. Yeah. Ariel was talking about that yeah. last yeah. night. No matter what stage of life you're in, God is always wanting to take mm-hmm. you to the next, next level. level. You should never be stagnant. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't realize. Sorry, I was like, what is God talking about? But yeah, I didn't realize. <laughs> Basically, sorry, just for those who don't know, you know the verse. In Second Corinthians, um, behold, Second Corinthians, God does all. Um, three verse eighteen. Yikes. Hold on, I believe. <laughs> I think it's like God is you. Whoa! <laughs> Sorry, friends. While I get the verse, I also wanted to say, don't compare yourself to others because what one person's journey is may not be what yours is. And here's to the be. thing too: yeah. don't. Sometimes you just have to get away from social media and the influences that if it's some if you're following people or just like being on social media all the time, it's always perpetuating relationships mm-hmm. and how people's marriages look and children and blah blah blah. Like, take a step back from that maybe. And Definitely. yeah, you can't compare yourself to those people's eyes because you don't know what you don't know what's going on in like, those homes. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, for real, that I've seen this quote so many times. But like being single is better than being in a bad marriage. One and so don't just 
yeah enjoy where you are right now don't forsake that time mm-hmm. and use it to grow and eventually god will take you to where he wants you to be mm-hmm. and never settle sorry i'm surprised i never put this in the notes but yeah never settle this is something i'm really yes. passionate about no, no, no. because i think a lot of people are just like okay i'd rather have like an okay marriage than, than be, be, single. be single and alone. or like a good mm-hmm. marriage i don't believe no i love me. myself and i know god loves me and what god has for me is always gonna be great so i'm not gonna settle for okay or good yeah because yes it may even if it's good now like it may be good year one after year 10 you may be tired of it but if it's great year one by year 10 it's still gonna be great so whatever your season life is don't worry and i found the verse by the way <laughs> um second corinthians 5 verse 17 we say it a lot Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. But I didn't realize that the actual tense become is a present participle. It's becoming. Like mm-hmm. every day, all things are becoming new. So I always thought process. about this like when we first come to God, our old nature, old mm-hmm. things, whatever, we could become new. So take that verse and apply it to relationships, like God was saying. Mm-hmm. In the waiting period, don't think, okay, well, I've waited and you know God already transformed me so what's what's the hold up like every day you have opportunity for God to make you new and to yeah. grow and be made new continually so and yeah. don't do this for don't do <laughs> all of this just so. to get a man or a woman you know what I mean? yeah. because that just reminds me of a video you sent mm-hmm. like the guy there was this guy who was basically saying he was having faith for his um baby they had they were struggling to have a child Mm -hmm. so they're having faith and like he's practicing faith you know he bought the crib blah 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 blah. and she's like why didn't god answer blah blah blah. and then god kind of revealed to him he's like no 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 what does my word say pleases Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. if that is everything that's the only thing that happens like maybe you don't get what you were hoping for for, but but it still pleases god faith pleases god and Mm -hmm. that should be enough for you to just exercise faith Mm -hmm. so if it's not enough we have to go back to our understanding of god and go Mm -hmm. back to the first episode so i'm just saying don't practice those things Mm -hmm. just like your motive yeah Yeah. and maybe it's okay for you to start that way but praying be aware that you're starting that way but like asking god to transform your mind and like Mm -hmm. he will Mm -hmm. and so but you need to be doing this because ultimately god expects us to be doing this for him Mm -hmm. and like that should be enough mm-hmm. like whether or not god blesses you with a spouse or not whether your identity or not, is still because you him, can hear you not it, being a spouse like yeah strive to be a better person for his glory not so that you mm-hmm. can you know serve someone else and be in a relationship mm-hmm. never forget that you're just as completely Christ as you're when you're single as you're in your marriage because you have always been and always will be complete in christ so you don't need to wait for a relationship you are complete in god that's period you don't become more complete after marriage it's possible you are already complete in christ when you really christ is a desire of your heart and you're seeking him mm-hmm. you're complete and that's enough period mm-hmm. it should Hold be stop. enough it should yeah. be enough and if it's not that's fine just go to, back to god in prayer for everything when you realize an, an issue go back to god in prayer and let him change it's as simple as that yeah. so thanks for listening thanks for listening and we hope that you take something away from this and we hope that in a couple months or next year you won't be dealing with these issues. Mm-hmm. And this Valentine's Day, show love to the person that's loving you. <laughs> yeah. To the, to the people in your life, show love and seek to show love more in Christ's way. Yeah. First Corinthians 13. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.